And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend Show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. She's a comedian in a Shazam for snack foods. It's Jenna Kim Jones. He's an Eagle Scout and Microsoft Outlook's Man of the Year. It's Alan Moss. And he's a comedian who, like Shrek's wife Fiona, isn't afraid to get engaged with trolls. Also, he has a green vagina. It's John Henson. Chef Jeff is here to make all-natural energy drinks with ginger, kale, lots of cocaine, and pomegranate juice. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little brownie bites. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello, and welcome back, John Henson. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. I missed you guys. We missed yeah. you. Welcome. I felt like uh, I felt like I needed uh, so absence makes the heart grow fonder. I felt like I needed to go away to come back. Like we were getting a little much, right? No, just much. like I feel <laughs> like much. I, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, like... Uh, like you needed distance to appreciate us because we were no, getting I'm a little No, I'm thinking much. more of your audience <laughs> needing distance. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just happy to be here and now it feels, it's fresh and new, like a virgin. Aww. Perfect. Hello, Jenna. Hi. Hi, Alan. Hello. Hey, Daniel. Oh, hi. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Allison. <laughs> what is that look on your face? You look like you're kind of in the mood for a cat fight. Turns out I do love Alan. Whoa! Ooh, whoa! <laughs> it's on. Watch out! All right. So that is a reference. I'm just gonna Jody ca- Sawyer, everybody. <laughs> I'm just gonna catch John Henson up real fast. Um, there, Daniel and I are sort of trying to buy a house, kind of, but. Oh. Meanwhile, over the weekend, I spoke with the guy who straightens my hair, who's been watching the market for oh. since 1995. And he was like, now is absolutely the wrong time to buy because the market couldn't even be higher. But just to clarify, you get your hair straightened at Coldwell, Coldwell Banker. So. <laughs> it's weird, right? They're, they're wonderful with hair. Because people might think you're talking about a hairdresser. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Uh, you know why I go there? For the pads of paper. Anyway... Yeah, he was like, now's absolutely the wrong time to buy. He recommends waiting five years. I'm like, well, that is a little longer than we can wait. But he, he was like, the longer you can wait, the better. Which I do think is true. Yeah. Very At tempting. the same time, very tempting to wait. Yes. I feel like regardless of what we want to do, we will end up waiting because we haven't found the right house. But yeah. there's this house that I'm kind of in love with, but it has problems. And so I've been talking at length about like the decision. And anyway, I needed a... There were so many houses in the long, drawn-out, kind of boring... I'm sorry, you guys, story that I told that I needed to name the house something. <laughs> and I said that it was kind of, this is a house that I liked a couple of years ago. Okay. And I was lamenting that we didn't just buy it then because we're not seeing anything we like. And then I found out it's back on the market. Yeah. And it's like, when what I said is it's like when you're about to go on a date and then an ex-boyfriend texts you. And it's like, now I can't get out of my head. So I needed, I was like, what's a name for like a bad boy? And and Alan chimed Alan in. Alan offered his name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It fits. It's a real, yeah, you know, I mean, it's a real bad boy name. I get a very, very creepy vibe. From, <laughs> from really? Yeah. The Aww. human or the house? <laughs> Just, uh, well, it was, you know, it was funny when, uh, when, when he did his mic check and he said, uh, this is me speaking in my normal voice. And I thought that could also be him 
in his angry voice, and I would <laughs> not. Be. Yeah, it would, <laughs> he could be in the worst mood I've ever known him to be in, and I would have no idea. It's true. And yeah. can anyone describe what Alan's normal voice sounds like? It's kind of like a low growl, you know? A sensual mormon. There it is right there. That's <laughs> nice. Wow, yeah. So, thankfully, no one wrote in and said we should get that house. Everyone, anyone yeah. who weighed in on it was like, I don't think you should get that house. And I'm relieved to hear that. So I think that all of this means it's not the right house for us. And I would just like to thank our fans for making all of our big life sure, decisions yeah. for us. Right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Can't wait to see what they say about another kid. Yeah. You let know? us know. What yeah. do you think? Yes? No? Who knows? Oh, I um, should make a Twitter poll. Do oh, it. Yeah. That's what I oh, yeah. But like, That's yeah. how I settle all of our arguments. Unless there has just been a horrific housing crash... You can always make the argument to wait. I mean, unless there is a clear cut, the market has just cratered. There's always somebody who's going to say, well. That said, every every house that's out there starts at a million dollars. Like every house is a a million dollar house right now. Yeah. You yeah. know, so it's houses it that feels, shouldn't be that much. Cer- certainly right. in this neighborhood. Yes. Well, yeah. And it just, it's hard to think that that isn't a, a bubble, but. Maybe it is. Well, I think, the, isn't, you know, I, know. I think, the, I mean, what do I know? What I know about housing could fit on the head of a pin. But, but I you would own say a house, right? I do. And I and I and I I don't know a lot about this stuff, but I am the kind of person if I'm going to make a major life decision, I will obsessively research it so that I feel like I can sleep at night. Do you want my hairdresser's number? <laughs> I get I get my hair straightened by the same guy. Um <laughs> Uh, I just like I haven't gotten past that that you have a guy who just straightens your hair because as far as I knew your hair was straight like like I didn't know that there was uh, well I didn't know that there was uh, aftermarket work involved in that (laughs) that's That's right it's it's a head full of lies okay Um, but uh, but yeah I mean when when they start and it started to creep up but when the interest rates go up you will see a correction in the yeah. market you know because it's just going to the, the same house will cost that's more. what he said yeah mm-hmm. but it's not i mean i don't think you're necessarily talking about a 2008 housing crisis kind of oh my god i could have bought this house for 150 grand less if i had just waited 6 months in LA yeah. it's hard to make that argument yeah that it's that it's going to you're going to see a million dollar home go down to 500,000 and I was just waiting for that drop it also just it, it, yeah. it depends on the uh, on the like there are certain neighborhoods that just they're they just hold their value yeah. you know what i mean i suspect all the neighborhoods around here that ain't going but we're not looking in this neighborhood i mean we're looking out you know oh yeah, yeah. Are you going can't... valley <clears throat> yeah the valley or even east you know kind of Eagle Rock and that kind of area. Sure. Even we're, we're we're casting the net wide. But Eagle Rock now is not Eagle Rock ten years ago. I mean, you don't have to say Eagle Rock like you're talking about moving to City of Industry. You know what I mean? No, but the, it's not like Eagle Rock it's has. It's not like it was gentrified and now we're moving into the nice places. You're spending. You know, we're not. But it, you know, million dollars for a shitty, really old, rundown home with the idea that. You're going to be the one that renovates it. Right. So it's kind of hard to go, you know, well, gee, we don't really have the money for it. Is, it is weird to see million dollar homes that are like fixer up, fixer, you know, right. yeah. and then yeah. they don't even have photos of the inside of the home. Then again, maybe that I, we are not these people, but maybe that is some amazing investment opportunity that you can I mean, turn around. But, oh, sorry. Go the, ahead. I, no, I'm interrupting you. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, 
this is not this this podcast. I've 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 taken this podcast and I've right. turned it into a podcast where we talk about real estate. Yes, right. and okay. stuff, and no it's making cares. me want to kill myself. I would just say that you've heard the expression "what you want to buy is the shittiest house on the nicest yes. block." You I, know what I mean? I every time we go to see a house and it's a super nice house on a shitty block, I bring this up to Daniel. I'm like, yeah. "Oh, we don't want this." Except, the, I mean, oh, here I go again. <laughs> turning, turning. Oh. Here I go again, just for one more second. Yes, I understand the prudent thing to do is to buy the worst house on the best block. Barbara Corcoran says that. But I also think you want to buy a house you want to live in. Yeah. I mean, there's that too. <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm say that. I did not do that. I've owned two homes and I did not do that either time. Yeah. But you can still. You know, you can still. I mean, I stretch for my house, and and um, you know, we've made money on it. I mean, it's you know, if you're gonna if you're talking about living in a home for if you're yeah. you know if this is a home where you're gonna move into and you think in three to five years you're gonna be moving again, then I'd be very judicious about the amount of money. But if you're spending, if if you're thinking you're gonna spend ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty years there. The 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 amount of play in the market is right. a fraction of what it will be worth right. when over pro- three decades. Right. When you're projecting over decades rather than years, then the the market will probably go up. Although you know, who knows the you know a year ago we were talking about a massive drought in California and people were thinking, oh, everyone's got, you you just never know what's going to happen. And look, you know, the last point I will make, and then, but it's. There is an aspect of it that it's sort of like art, right? I mean, the house is worth what it's worth to you, mm-hmm. and and if you I can afford used it, to like Thomas Kincaid, and if you are comfortable mm-hmm. with the money you've spent on it, yeah, then anything else is just somebody else, yeah, playing somebody else's hand of cards, you know. Yeah. And I think I, part of it for me is like none of these homes are worth what they're asking for. Yeah. Well, we are not excited to live in any of them, I think is what it is. I'm not excited enough. Like, we'll see a house. It'll be, well, this is, you know, kind of in our range, you know, not something I'm comfortable with, but it's in our range. And you go, yeah, but this house should be so much cheaper. Like, it's so hard for me to want to buy something that has a no backyard or like is right up against the freeway or dude so, go you farther know. east man i know but i have a commute you know i have to i work on the west side so it's like um okay everyone has news so we have to yeah, get to that no, no more no, of this. no there's just a tiny bit more of this no more of this there's a tiny bit more of <laughs> no this. more <laughs> i need to know from john how he made the decision the housing decisions because that i think is the interesting part at least to me that's the part that I'm having. I just don't understand how to make these decisions. Uh, look, it is. Uh, I, I'm. I'm not going to say that I did things the right way. What I did was I found a house that I fell in love with, and then I meticulously researched things to make sure that the numbers supported my enthusiasm for the house. So, for instance, the house that I'm in now, when we were moving from, we used to live uh, in like sort of the east, uh, like just uh, west of the Hollywood sign. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, we were moving and it was, a, it was a substantial move for us at a big time. We had a baby coming and I, we fell in love with, I mean, I really, really fell in love with this house and and the lifestyle in that area and all that stuff and uh so i spent you know 
really manic hours researching the price per square foot in my zip code where I was selling, the price per square foot in the zip code where I was buying, what it was in years past, what it was speculated to be in the future, the national housing market, um, the uh, real, the, the the financial markets, my earnings, what my guaranteed earnings would be. I researched the ratio of uh, debt to uh, mortgage, you know what I mean? Like yeah. what you, you know, your earnings to mortgage, you want right. a certain ratio. Mm-hmm. And I just made sure that there were no outlier numbers that, you know, were glowing in red as like, oh, this doesn't work, you know? In terms of you fell in love with it, were there any compromises that you made or did it just feel like you just wanted to run into that house's arms? No, there were no, I mean, we got very, very lucky. And I'm not going to lie, like it was outside of the money that I wanted to spend. And if I had waited four months, I could not have bought in the neighborhood. I mean, I, I literally have found a guy that was like buying and he was buying places and then um, renovating them or in my case, tearing the house down and building a new house on that. But he had done it like, uh, he had done it like, six times and this was the last house that he did and it was the house where he clearly had corrected the mistakes of the other houses some of those houses are on my block mm-hmm. um and uh you know uh he was tapped out of money like he just he had to liquidate and wow. um and we caught him at the right time and um uh you know the prices in that neighborhood have gone bananas bananas like that's good for you it is Uh but is but then you know in that direction but but honestly but you know you get into that situation where if i pull my money off the table where am i gonna go where am i you know what i'm where i can't there's nothing that this house doesn't have that i want so other than just like cashing in and going to a cheaper community like literally leaving the la area and i mean i made the mistake of flipping through a real estate magazine at my in-laws in hilton head south carolina and i was like holy shit i could buy a house outright for the cost of a down payment here (laughs) like it was heartbreaking you know but the problem is and you're in hilton head south carolina which is great for two weeks a year and you know uh i might be uh sitting at a kitchen table spinning chambers on a 45 if i spent my whole year there you know <laughs> i don't know maybe not i don't mean to upset the people of hilton head. <laughs> <laughs> they there's a petition traveling around hilton head right now yeah and um there's like a picture of my name outside, <laughs> or a picture of my face outside uh, businesses. Do not admit. Yeah, yeah. there's a circle and a slash through mm-hmm. your face. All right, let's get to the news. I'll just be in the corner crying. Mm-hmm. Take it away, Jenna and Al. Well, we have huge news. Um, we do. I can see the excitement on your face. It's written. <laughs> well, there's some sadness too. It's, uh, it's bittersweet news. Yeah, uh, we, we are, are moving. We're moving. To and Hilton we Head. are moving to South Carolina. No. No. Oh my god! <laughs> close, actually. We're pretty close. We are moving to Atlanta, Georgia. No way. We yeah. are. Yes, yeah. this summer. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, just. Life led us in this direction, and the pieces of this puzzle of moving have all fallen into place very quickly in the last little while. And Al's job is taking us out there. Yep. I'm going to keep doing stand up and podcasting and traveling and doing my thing and also having another baby. 
and <laughs> like yeah, that's just how it goes <laughs> with a literal on. roll of the eyes. Like yeah, I gotta have a baby. Once you have one, it's I know, right? Uh, you just yeah. So, but we are moving in um, the end of June. End of June. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's yeah, like it's pretty fast. right away. It's like a month away. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, that's I, really fast. I leave you motherfuckers for a couple of weeks. <laughs> you were the glue, John. I, I know. How back. could you do this? We thought you weren't coming back. We what just said, has John's happened? John's leave. John left. I'm leaving. Oh, too. Right. Get out while yeah. getting is good. This is heartbreaking. No, well, it you is. know, I just wanted to go with all the people on Reddit and Twitter and, and say that I found a day job. They told me not to quit my day job, so I kept it. <laughs> and it's making me move now. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gotta go. Uh, yeah, we're it's it feels weird. We've been in LA for five years now, and we've been on this pod. I've been on this podcast for four years now, and Al's been on it for what two, two and, a half. and a half. So yeah. it's wow. but you you were on the show that predated this podcast back version. in New York. Yeah, oh so that's right. That just shows that our love can transcend it location. Can. It doesn't yes. matter, Allison. I'll we'll be still moving be to close. Atlanta. You can. I wonder whether or not that's technically possible for you to be able to do that from. Atlanta. I mean, theoretically, it yeah. is right, but it would be passing like, yeah. snacks around during snack chat would be challenging. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, see Jeff being like Skype. No, stop! Don't, I just don't. I know. Wanna, no. <laughs> so yeah, I. It's very weird to talk about because every day we go like, are we really doing this? Um, but we found a house, so we're in the process of buying see, a house. Yes. It's a from the decision standpoint. That's amazing to me. Yeah. And I would like to know how you made the decision. But first, I just have to say, I have to get this off my chest. I'm so happy for you. Thanks. I'm so bummed. I know. Um, as your friends, though, I'm super happy for you and I will miss you. And as the person who hosts this podcast, I'm super bummed. Mm-hmm. Um, while also totally understanding that this is life and this is what happens. And... I'm s- I am surprised. I'm getting weirdly emotional. So you should have smushed it back down. You should have locked right. her That's down me. into that contract, Alice. That's, <laughs> That's been me for the last like it's now that it's like, OK, now we're leaving in less than a month. Now it's like every day there's something like, oh, I'm going to miss that. Yeah. Oh, oh. And and I didn't I'm not like a I don't I don't consider myself a very sentimental person, but I am finding myself to be more sentimental than I expected about all of this. I already like after the show, I already told out we got, we got to plan some like play dates. We got to like get this thing going because it's all, it's going to be a big shift and I'm having, ah, it's just a lot. It's a lot. lot. We're doing a lot of change this year. Wow. That is, um, that is awesome. Congrats guys. It's exciting. exciting. Yeah, we're excited. And I'm sure going to Atlanta, right? You, you bought a 16 bedroom house. Yeah. A mansion. Yeah. 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 We call it an state but uh, right. I mean, it's the same you know right. it's a home right now do yeah, you share sure. a zip code with your neighbors or no about the whole thing yes <laughs> it was weird looking at houses online and thinking like oh my gosh this house has so much space and it is still so much less expensive than this house <laughs> that we rent that was built 75 years ago or whatever right. you know like that was a weird feeling and being like oh my gosh we can we can do this. And by the way, Atlanta <laughs> is like an awesome place to. That's not yeah. like, hey, we all yeah. got transferred to Iowa. And, yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is a, a good move. We feel good about it. And 
And it feels like we're going to be close to the airport. I can travel still. I can still do stand up. I can still, sure. I can get to LA and New York anytime I want. Right. Uh, Al, I know how you feel about the Southern rap scene, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah the they are my South. favorite yes. real housewives. So there's like a lot of good things <laughs> about being in Atlanta, you know? No, we like it. It's, it's still a decent sized city. It gets us yeah. back to the East Coast, which we miss the green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trees. East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, Lots of opportunities. Yeah, you get for the me. East Coast and no winter. That's that's yeah. yeah it's kind bugs of, though. I'm bugs a little scared of the humid, bugs. Humid People summers. Keep, yeah. Bugs and heat. But uh, right. But then again, no. So like earthquakes, yeah. wildfire, <laughs> mudslides. Yeah. Every yeah. place has their thing. Yeah. You know. So yeah, we're we're excited. Can't wait. And uh, but we're gonna miss LA. We really like it. And uh, we'll miss this podcast. Yes, it's so sad. <laughs> I really am fighting back little tears, but this is not your last show. We still no, have a few more shows, so no. the tears can flow freely on other yes, ones. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I guess I just you. This show has undergone so much change, and you were the link from the past to now. Mm-hmm. So not only am I sad about just the 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 reality of losing you guys, it's like the bridge. Yeah, is just someone's just setting that fucker aflame. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Burn it down. At the same time, though, like I was saying, like that's, I look at it like we've been lucky to have you guys for as long as possible. And I totally understand the move. And honestly, in this part, I'm surprised that I feel, I find myself envious Mm. of just the chance to sort of, not that you're, you look at it that way, but I'm envious of the chance to just like hit reset on just to just pick up and start over, especially now that I have a baby that I understand this, this thing of like, let's just go somewhere where we can get a 16 room house and we don't know anyone and, and start over. And I don't know why I feel that that's weird. I didn't, cause I don't actually not yeah. want to live here. I want to live in New York, but if I can't live there, <laughs> then I'm fine. We all want to live in yeah. New York. I look at that all the time. That's like right. the real dream. Uh, I am excited for a little bit of a reboot. I think it's, I like change. So I, 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 that part excites me. The part that I'm nervous about is just having a move, a new house, and a new baby all within like three months. Right. That part I'm like, oh, that seems like a lot. And then also figuring out career in a new city. So, but again, it'll There's be okay. There's a stand-up scene though. And yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be good. And it's easy to, to travel. That's it should be really auditioning nice. for a lot of Tyler Perry movies. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> think, right. there, there could be some options. Yeah, there. definitely. Right. Right, yeah. <laughs> Medea goes to the gynecologist or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the next, whatever the next well, it'd one be is. Tyler Perry's Medea goes to the gynecologist. <laughs> I right. could just be like the goofy neighbor, the goofy best sure. friend. You know, that's my that's my place there. Yeah. yeah. And anytime you're in LA, you have to come back. Of on. course, of course. Well, you'll have to come out to to Atlanta. We have. Oh my god! Oh my god! Allison Rosen is your new best friend on the road. Yeah. Ooh, yes. I like that idea. Quite we get a bit. we get in a van. Let's do it. A love bus. We podcast five straight days of driving across the country. Oh, yeah. Well, no, and then Jeff can edit it down to two hours. (laughs) I'll get it down to a tight 180 minutes. 180 hours. Um, So you guys are... You're here for just another few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Four more weeks or so. It's about four more weeks with four more episodes. And yeah. uh, so we still got lots of time, lots to talk right. about. Okay, lots to yeah, dig tons, into. tons, tons, tons. So many JMOs. This is your. This is this month will be your victory lap. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. Um, okay, 
And then, John, you have news as well, but it's not as calamitous for me personally. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know that, Allison. That's true. (laughs) Let let me finish. Um, Yeah, no, uh, I've been working. Um, uh, So I am... uh, Hosting a new game show. So exciting. Thank you. Called uh, Eyewitness, small I, capital W, Kid Mm. Clever Spelling. Um, And uh, it was created by Judge Judy. (gasps) Uh, And it is based on the powers of observation. I like the premise of this. I read the premise. Yeah, it's it's a very, um, it's got, you know, what they would call in the game show world, uh, great play along, meaning the audience at home can play. Uh, We show people videos and then we ask you questions about... You know what you may or may not have noticed, and you know Ooh, I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's a great idea. For I literally show. call it like highlights for adults. Like yeah. it's it is it is like you know we'll like we'll, find the difference. Well, because like you know the first round is we show a video and then we ask you questions about that video. Uh, you know. Well, how many doors were in that office? Yeah. Uh, how many? Uh, you know, what I were the color? Were the guy's shoes? You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, so, so all random things like that. And then the next round is we show you video, and then we show you still photos from that video. And in each photo, there's one thing that we've changed or added. Yeah, um, which is like highlights for adults. Yeah. Uh, and then in the uh, third the round, final segment's like all dick pics, right? <laughs> it's all, but it's all of my day. Um, uh, it's just different, no, different angles, different right. fish eye lens. Yeah. Sure. Um, but so, like in some, they add a little something to it, like sunglasses. Right. Or, <laughs> sombrero. Um, yeah. Things you and, like yeah, three stripes. <laughs> um, so they, uh, then the third round is that uh, we show you seven uh, still photos, and then we ask you multiple choice questions about those photos, and everybody answers, and there's escalating money. And then in the, the person that goes to the final round, is really really hard we show you two videos with audio and video at the same time simultaneously side by side oh my god and then we ask you a series of questions uh in 30 seconds and for each question you get right you move up a step for each question you get wrong you move back a step that's tough it's uh, it is not easy it is not easy um but it is uh, it's doable, yeah. you know. People do it, um, uh, but it is it, it is a really really fun game to play. It is uh, fun for the contestants. I think it's going to be fun for the audience because it's challenging to watch. It's also just funny. It's inherently funny, and it's um, a lot of fun to host because. Really, other than the rules and the actual questions, it's pretty much all improv. Mm. And um, so it's just a lot of playing with the guests and having fun. And um, so uh, that is going to, it's a first run syndication show, which means they're doing like a six week on air test um, in seven markets. It's going to be in New York, Philly, Detroit, Chicago. Atlanta, uh, Houston, and DC. Not here. Not here. Why? I think. It, well, I think with New York and LA, it's you get either mm. New York or LA. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it is going to be on twice a day in New York, which wow. is awesome. Like six thirty and ten thirty p.m. I think. I do not know. This could very well be wrong. It's possible that our lead-in might be Family Feud, which would be humongous. That's great. Um, but it's a really fun show. I had a blast doing it. I think it's. Um, 
you know, I think with game shows, it really just comes down to is the game a winner? And right. I, I think the game is, I, I think the game is a winner. And then for me, it's kind of like a dream job. And it's not it's convoluted. Just, it's like you, you kind of get it. You exactly, yeah. you Does know immediately what you're playing. High concept? Yes. Okay. I'm high, always confused which direction the concept goes. High concept is, is this, the easier it is to describe and understand, the right. higher the concept. I see. Um, it's sort of counterintuitive because you'd think high concept is like tons it, of concept. Yes, <laughs> but really, I guess it just means the concept. Yeah, it means accessibility. Yeah, right. Think, you like, know? can you understand it in a sentence? But yeah, high concept it is, that- is just the phrase "high concept" is high is or is not high. See, I'm getting confused. But it really, it's like, like you say it. It's 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 a show that you can describe in a sentence, right? And you know exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, so that was fun, and I got to meet Judge Judy, which I was is gonna just ask. like that's cool. crazy town. She's my favorite judge named Judy. <laughs> um, you're you're going to get an autistic contestant who's going to know everything, Sherlock. Because, Sherlock. They yeah, you know, all of these. Yeah, those people that can see something and then draw it. Yeah, know, precise right. detail. Yeah, some weird autodidactic yeah. on the spectrum somewhere. But um, she is uh, obviously uh, like she has more money than the Franklin Mint. She is. She she was. She came into my. I did not expect to meet her. Um, they just knocked on my door one day. And we're like, Judy's here. She wants to meet you. And I was like, Oh shit. Um, and uh, she came in. She is so tiny. Like she looks like something you would put on your shelf. Like she is a <laughs> yeah. she's like five she's feet an tall. Adorable little piece of Hummel, you know. <laughs> and uh, and but like she was wearing a leather jacket, and it's <laughs> she has so much money that like I reached out and touched her arm. I was like, it's so nice to. Be- oh my god, what is your jacket made out of? Is it like is it made out of seals or children or why is it so soft? Like it was just you know you could just tell it's like you know oh she probably paid you know a hundred grand for that jacket because she's got to do something with all that money. So uh, but she was really sweet, super supportive, super nice. She's uh, made something like six thousand episodes wow. of uh, Judge oh Judy. Crazy um, and. Uh, um, I think the first thing I said to her was, uh, I go, uh, Judy, when I found out you created the show, I turned to my wife and said, yeah, well, what's she ever done that panned out? And um, <laughs> she laughed. So I was like, all right, she's got a sense of humor. Um, but it was fun. So I did that. And then um, I am, so I just finished, just wrapped that. That starts airing July 10th. And then I think I'm going to be going on a stand-up tour to those markets, a little mini promoted stand-up tour to help promote the show. Thank you. And um, I am uh, leaving on the 16th to go to Nolans for a few weeks to uh, shoot a baking competition show for oh, the fun. food network oh yeah wow. as a host i have oh, done cool. a you know i did a cooking competition show last year for charity for just to participate in um but this was uh an opportunity it's a halloween themed baking show fun so i guess there's gonna be Spooky. lots of like you know frankenstein cakes mm-hmm. or, um but it's a lot of fun and uh new orleans man i mean that sounds that, awesome, yeah. is awesome. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and i really have cool. a little break in the middle of shooting three days off of shooting and my wife is coming down it's right by our anniversary so she's gonna come down we get a little time away from the kids three days in a hotel in uh new orleans world class food sleeping in you know hotel sex it's gonna be awesome it's great (laughs) that's great i have big news too what you got i got nothing no big news (laughs) 
so now was Judge Judy ball bustery at all in person? No, she was she was so so sweet. I mean, I was really disarmed by how she was like, you know, you were my choice and and I I, I was watching you and I feel Aww. like this is a really good show. It's it's a the show is a strange intersection of things that I have done in different areas of my career for a long time. So it's a lot of stand up, a lot of improv and a lot of hosting and it requires all of those and, things and and you have a subscription moments. to highlights. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and I get highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you get it, but yeah. you get it in quotes. Like, you, I, uh, <laughs> you comprehend it. And uh, he, he has a holding deal at Goofus and Gallant's uh, production company. That's oh, right. Oh, yeah. shit. That's <laughs> right. It's, it's, uh, I, I'm easily bought and sold. But, um, but they, uh, uh, she was really, really supportive. And I was solicitous of her advice. I mean, I was like, you know, you've made a ton of television you know, if you have any thoughts, please feel free to share them. And she was like, just be yourself. I'm watching. You seem very comfortable. I think you're perfect for the show. I think we're going to be making a lot of these. And this is like a, if you know, game shows are like Supreme Court justice gigs. Like you keep that shit till you die if yeah. it keeps going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is like a, you know, I'm going to Ruth Bader Ginsburg this bad boy if I get the chance. So, um, but you know, uh, also these things flame out. It may not go to series and, you know, some things come and go. I think it's been a long time since they launched a first run syndication game show. I think if I'm correct, it would be win, lose or draw, which was probably 10 years ago. And I think that only stuck around for a few years. So, um, who knows? It's a big crapshoot, but it is, I get to be on TV five days a week for six weeks and that's fun. That's, That's awesome. so awesome. That's amazing. Thank you. Very happy for you. In the course of you talking, I realized this segue is not going to work. <laughs> and it's also potentially um, just in poor taste. Oh, yeah. But speaking of which. <laughs> Father's Day is coming up. I bet all everyone who's busy doesn't have time to figure out what they're going to get for their dad. And uh, here's something that is just a no-brainer. Dads love steak. Mm-hmm. They do. Omaha steaks. The best. So much delicious, high-quality food. Anyone who receives something from Omaha Steaks is going to be super happy they got it. We have the perfect Father's Day gift. Let me tell you about Omaha Steaks and how this Father's Day, for only $49.99, you can get my limited-time Father's Day package when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter Rosen in the search bar to apply the savings. Um, and it, Omaha Steaks offers everything your dad could want for his grilling needs, all the best cuts of beef, bison from the Golden Plains, um, and they even give you the option to customize cuts for da- for your dad. Highest quality cuts, one-of-a-kind flavor, convenient. All the beef is USDA inspected for quality and exceeds standards. Aged for 21 days to unlock the full flavors of the cuts. Um, and so right now, Omaha Steaks is giving a limited-time offer to my listeners for Father's Day. This is really an amazing deal. You'll get 80% off Omaha Steaks Father's Day package, which includes, here we go, two tender, mild filet mignons, two bold beefy top sirloins, four crispy chicken fried steaks, four juicy boneless pork chops, four all-beef Omaha steak burgers, four award-winning gourmet jumbo franks, 12 ounces of all-beef meatballs. That's what you've been eating, isn't it, Daniel? Mm, it's all so good. Yeah, but you've, you've especially the made really the meatballs good. yours. I'm not going to lie. It's good. One pound of steakhouse fries, four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets, mm. one mm. Omaha steak seasoning packet, plus 
you get four additional burgers free. Again, get this limited time package for only $49.99 when you go to omahasteaks.com, type Rosen in the search bar and add Father's Day package to your cart. So again, uh, go when you go to omahasteaks.com, type Rosen in the search bar. Rosen in the search bar and add the Father's Day package to your cart. Don't wait. This offer ends soon. Go to omahasteaks.com, type Rosen in the search bar, grab your dad, and fire up the grill. Mm. No, no joke. We went to a really expensive steakhouse uh, for Allison's birthday. And then the next day, like a two days later, I sous vide one of the Omaha steaks and then seared it. And it was fucking amazing it was so much better than the steakhouse where we paid 40 bucks for mm-hmm. that steak it's really a good deal yeah i'm doing it, this tonight it for my sounds dad. amazing this was it's, like right up my yeah dad. last so they um they were a sponsor on the podcast i was it i don't know was it just last year it feels like less than a year it, ago another time time to another holiday and a lot of people got it and wrote in and said how pleased they were with it I did. I got it for a bunch of my family, and yep. they went crazy. Makes yep. a great gift. It's and, just and it's, a whole and here's buttload of meat. It's it's a it's a very like high payoff gift for very little effort. You can just sit there on your phone. I think you could just order it up for your dad, and he gets a huge box full of like right. amazing yeah. steaks. Eats and stuff. for weeks. Yeah, and you did virtually nothing. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Yeah, the same effort that you would put into tweeting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I have to say that when you said we went to a steakhouse for my birthday, it took me a long time to remember. Um, I don't know what, probably just because it was like a week after your birthday that we yes. Met. Um, but I feel like I can just say the name. It was Musso and Frank's. Yeah, I was disappointed with the Musso and Frank experience, and I'm not really talking about the food. I'm just it's the whole thing. Well, it's a very it's been very it's like old. the oldest restaurant in Hollywood, and mm-hmm. you can tell. With it, the oldest waiters. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the waiters have been there since it opened. It's, well, it's some would loud. call that the charm of it, though, because it's very old Hollywood uh, kind of joint, you know? It's just, I know this makes me sound old, and I am old. This makes me sound older. It's so loud inside. It loud. is like mm-hmm. sitting inside a drum, and then there's a bunch of people <laughs> yelling, and there's also stuff clanking around. Like, it is, from an acoustic standpoint, Jeff, I'm sure you could weigh it. There's nothing to muffle. The only thing muffling anything are the human beings inside. Like, my dad's sweater may be soaked up a decibel. Yeah. It, <laughs> I, I feel like it, it's the kind of place, though, You're when you're there, you're like, oh, this is... You know, Don Draper would hang out here. It and has then you're like, feeling. "What? Say that again? What?" Yeah, no. I uh, I did. Uh, my <laughs> buddy, my buddy and I years ago uh, did a three martini lunch hmm. at Musso and Frank's. We set out to like it was. We were literally talking about Mad Men. Yeah, and we were just saying like, imagine just the idea of a three martini lunch yeah. of having three martinis on an empty stomach, and then going. Back to work. Yeah, but they like, would just nap. It just seems absurd. <laughs> and so we were like, what is that like? So we literally, like, we put on suits and we went to Musso and Frank's at like 1230. And uh, by the end of lunch, <laughs> we actually had a four martini lunch. We, wow. we, we rounded third and went for home. And, uh, and then I had like a three hour nap. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. Uh, but I do feel like the experience. Like you go to Musso and Frank's for the the experience, not necessarily the cuisine. That's mm-hmm. right. It wasn't go to bad. Roots Chris, go to Lowry's, go to you know what I mean. I thought it was good. It's just I, I yeah, the, it's not the best steakhouse, but Omaha Steaks is better. 
Like oh yeah that that's a big thing great. for like when i learned how to cook that was the first thing i was like holy shit i can make a, if yeah. you get a good cut of meat yeah. i can make a better steak than i can buy in a restaurant Absolutely. for half the price if that yeah did sorry i'm jumping back to something from before here i go jumping that's fine john yeah. these gigs did you audition for them mm-hmm both of them? No. Um, the Food Network thing I just got. Um, they just called you and they're like, hey, want to host a show in New Orleans? They, so I, li- I was with my buddy. My, my agent called. Uh, I missed a call from my agent. I called them back. They were not there. And then I got a call back again. This all occurred in like three minutes. And I was Hello. like, whoa. And then when she got on the phone, she was way too happy. Like I just said to my buddy, I go, like any if you get a call from your agent that you're not expecting and they're that bubbly, there's money at the end of that <laughs> rainbow, right. you know? Um and she goes, Hey, we got an offer for you to host a show for the Food Network. And, you know, when you get an offer for a job you didn't know you were up for and it begins in like five weeks, it's clear that you were like third on their list <laughs> right? and they're running out of time and they just want to make a deal you know what i mean and it's like you know i and i could give a shit honestly i'm like get well soon jeff dunham i'll stand in for you i got no problem you know and it's just a coincidence that you're known for your bloody eyeball cupcakes yeah I, yeah of course um i mean it you know it's uh those shows are so much fun it's 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 an easy it's a cake gig yeah and uh no pun intended <laughs> Um, but it is, uh, so that was a lot of fun. The eyewitness thing I did screen test for, um, a couple of times. So I did it and then they, they, I did it and they were, I think, I don't know, the first day that I went in, I think they probably had looked at 10 or 12 people. And then I think it went down to three. Um, yeah. Do you, being a seasoned, um, seasoned performer and that that word doesn't feel right what's the word i'm going for veteran that that feels right but Ver- it doesn't describe a seasoned entertainment veteran no okay. none of these feel right nothing feels right everything feels awful how about being an old on. guy no but being a successful <laughs> being a successful guy who's been around the industry for a while oh, the more you talk the more, the more i like you right. <laughs> um when you audition for something what is your attitude about the auditioning process? Like, do you get, do you go in feeling like, oh, I really hope I get this? Or are you just one of those, like, it's a numbers game kind of uh, guys? You know, I have a sort of a, <laughs> uh, I, I, this is not a universal attitude that I, that I'd say this is kind of an evolutionary thing where I have gotten to. But um, I, we might have even talked about this once before, about in, in, in other terms. But, you know, in this business, there's a, very um, gravitational pull or a an allure to look at what other people are doing successfully and mm. try to do that. You know what I mean? This is what's working. I want to do that. What I have learned over the years is um, I think you have a better chance of success if you say, what can I do that no one else can do? What it what is what is my fastball? What can I bring to the table that other people can't beat me at this game? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I try to get. <laughs> I, this is like a personal thing, but I, I like I try to get 
first of all, I prepare, right? They sent me copy. Um, this ended up being ironically a very significant aspect of my audition. So they sent, they sent me pages, right? Just like, you know, you print them out, there's five pages. Well, you know, I've been around for a minute, so I cut up the copy and I created my own little blue note note cards, right? So I taped them and I showed up and they were like, you made your own cards? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> Sent it down to the art department. I mean, it took me, you know, to, but they were like, that, that blew them away. Like, they're the, like, they that, can fire the card guy now. It just, it just, <laughs> it was the, I think for them, it was like, cause you're a vet. This guy has been around for a minute. So, um, cause you just don't want to be flipping mm-hmm. pages yeah. when you're auditioning. You Wait, know? you mean this doesn't sound like music to someone's ears? I mean, you just don't want to be that guy. In fact, they were making fun of me because I literally, they're like, oh my God, they're numbered. And I was like, my wife told me you got to number those things. Somebody's going to mess them up. They're going to put them in the wrong order. You got them numbered. So, um, so that was like, you know, I want to prepare as much as I can. And then, you know, I spend a lot of time, uh, a lot of time. I spend, you know, maybe 20, 30 minutes ahead of time, really just trying to get, a little zen about it. I don't know if you would call it meditation or prayer or whatever. You just sort of frame your mindset, you know, and I just, you know, I just say, okay, you know, give me, give me the, um, ability to go in there and focus and do the best I can. Let me service this job. Let me be of service to this, this format and do the best I can. And let me do the best I can and accept whatever happens. You know, let mm. me put my best foot forward and let me be at peace with that. Um, and um, and be present. Like, mm. be present. Don't be in my head. Don't be worrying. Don't be thinking. Don't be trying. Be in the moment. And just like that is a... If you can do that, even leading up to the audition, when you walk in, if you are able to look people in the eye and be present and ask them how they are and respond in the moment and be f- bubbly and fun and enjoy yourself, it puts everyone at ease. Like, you know, when you go in and you're, because I've, I've been that guy, mm-hmm. when you go in and you're nervous and you're scared, it's, it's, they smell it like a dog smells fear and it makes everybody anxious. These people are sitting in a windowless room for six hours watching people like gamble with their dreams and it's terrifying. It's nerve wracking. So the more at ease I can be, I feel like the best I do. Um, and I, uh, I, uh, so I went in and I felt like things went really well. Like I walked out going, I did exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and uh, and then I got a phone call like an hour later saying they want to see you again. Aww. So uh, then it, there was like a couple of days, and then I went in again, and um, that time it was it was all the same copy. So I was that much more comfortable. Like I knew what was going to happen. They, I knew the physical layout, the gameplay. They didn't try to play it cool by like waiting two days or whatever. They just <laughs> no, um, no, they didn't. Um, but uh, but then. Sign. And I, you know, I, that time again, like I really just like tried to focus on being myself, being the best I can be and, um, and being at peace with whatever happens, like, That's great. you know, and, uh, and I walked out and I, uh, called my wife and I went, you know, if I don't get that, 
It's not going to be because of anything I did or didn't do in that room. If they've decided that they want a woman or they want a minority or they want a younger guy or they, you know, whatever it is, it's not going to be because I did or didn't do anything. I don't have to look back on it and go, oh, if I had only. And that's all that I could ask for, you know. So I, wa- I felt at peace when I walked out. And I and and, you know, um, it's a it, it was a, it's a. It wasn't a stretch job. It wasn't like one of those things where I was like, man, I got to really right. pull this out. Like, it was like, no, this is right in the pocket for me. Like, this is me doing what I do. It's funny. I was in high school. I was voted most likely to host a game show. Um, they had that senior. It was like a it was like a senior thing. It wasn't in the yearbook, but it was like a senior, you know, I don't know. There was like a th- panel and people voted but it was you know so had was, you hosted stuff in high school like in i was high school in, performances? i performed and mm-hmm. you know but uh anyway so it just felt like a nice fit for me and um and i felt good about it and i you know they gave me a little bit of an adjustment to make going in i was like what do you guys need what do you want me to do differently if anything and so i felt like i made that adjustment well can you say what it was well like you know like they had said very clearly this is it's about being improvisational and being in the moment. So the first time I went in, I made a lot of jokes. You know what I mean? I wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily worried about the pace of the gameplay and, oh, yeah, it's a 22-minute hour, you know, a half hour or whatever. Um, and my jokes were landing, you know? And so when I was walking in the second time, I said, what do you need differently? And this is a guy, the EP is a veteran. I mean, this guy's made, you know, major, major game shows. And he was like, I would just say they know you can be funny make sure that you can be mindful of, you know, you're the, the game. Yeah, exactly. The keep the pace moving, you know, be more judicious about when you jump in, keep yeah. things going. And, um, you know, don't, don't necessarily play it cool. Like be enthusiastic. Right. John, you know? the game is the star. You're not the star. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. So, um, no, so I mean, so, so I, I mean, you know, I, like in the first, you know, when you interview each of the contestants in the first audition, I made a joke after each, you know, what do you do for a living? And they'd tell me and I'd make a joke and then did that for each contestant. The second time I just did it for one of them. You know, it was just a, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just a little adjustment. And then on the way out, I just said to the guy, uh, look, man, I honestly, like, um, I feel like I can give you exactly what you want if I just understand what it is. I mean, I can dial it in. And he goes, okay, thanks. And that was it. And then they... uh a few days went by, and then they called me and told me I got it. How was your mindset during those few days? I felt right afterwards. I felt pretty good. Um, you know, I thought like I'm right for this job. Now, doesn't mean that somebody else can't be right for this job, but I didn't feel like I needed to trick anybody into mm. giving me that mm-hmm. job. You know, like I felt like it would be a good. I'd be good for it. So, um, but then, you know, you go two, three days, right. you start going, oh, I thought I would have heard. Day two, you're, you're touching you know? like, you know, I can be a girl or I can right. be a younger guy. Right. I mean, whatever you need. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, there was a little bit like, I'd like to hear now. Um, but, uh, but it was a big, it was a, it was a really, really, uh, it was a nice, I, I got, I got, you know. I got emotional about it, you know. Was, well, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, that's awesome. Everybody needs to watch, watch it. it. We need those ratings. Yeah, we do, especially in those seven markets. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
It's a very strange, you know, these six-week tests, it's a very, it's like a math equation. I mean, it's what was your lead-in, what was your rating, mm. what was the rating in that time slot a year ago. And from what I've been told, your ratings in your second week will essentially be your ratings your 52nd week on the air. Like, it happens that wow. quickly. And um, so some guys that I know who are very prominent in, in syndication were like, your show starts uh, on July 10th. I, I will be able to tell you by August whether or not you're dead in the water, you know, wow. whether or not you have a shot. Wow. That's so, scary. Um, which is, in a sense, nice, because otherwise i got to wait until February, you know, when they trigger your option. So it's... I would rather know in August, like, you're not in range. Right. You know, and just be able to put it behind you. Right. So, and it would, and then I will stop talking about this. No, it's fascinating. I feel like I've talked way too much. It's interesting, so though. Um, uh, Lifestyle-wise, it's perfect for me. Like, you shoot six a day. You do 34 or 39 weeks in two or three months. And then you go do stand-up on the road. And you spend time with your family and do other projects. So, it would be, um, it'd be a lot of fun. It's very exciting. I wish we were in one of the markets. I know. I uh, bet we could get it, though, somehow. Yeah, somehow on the internet. On the on the interwebs? I bet there's a way. Yeah. I mean, we'll, I can't We'll watch sure. it. Yeah. Uh, watch I mean, it we'll watch for us, now. too. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I apologize for everybody listening. For me, having been gone for a few... That was a whole lot of me in the first 15 minutes of this podcast. I apologize. Yeah, but it's interesting stuff, because no one knows how yeah, that goes. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, right. it's not fucking real estate and talk, I also, you know what I mean? Yeah. Insider <laughs> point of view, you know? Yeah, well, and I also think, like, at least for me, not being in the industry at all, I just always thought, like, hosting, that's got to be pretty easy, right? And then I, when you watch someone actually do it, you go, like... No, that's like a ridiculously hard job, and it's so cool when it's done right how well it puts things together. I went to America's Finest Home Videos and fell in love with Tom Bergeron. We all know this. (laughs) This isn't new. I will tell you this. When I auditioned, there's two rounds that we played that were like, I mean, I walked out of there going, oh my God, I could do this in my sleep. This is the easiest job I've ever had. Well, when we went to series, the next two rounds were very very complicated from a hosting perspective and when i got there i was like oh shit this is real like i got a podium with a cheat screen in it and it has you know everybody's scores and it has the times and it's dense with information and there's questions and there's answers and you're you're in real time and um you're doing a lot of math in your head. You know what I mean? When you're in a round where everybody's answering and the que- and the dollar value is escalating. And so you're looking at who's won what and who got this. So this is, if this gets, the, if this is right, then Daniel goes to the finals. If you get this right, you go to the finals. And then the final round. Daniel, where you a, I didn't know we were playing against each other. Right. Um, fucking don't mess with yeah. me, honey. <laughs> when you, the finals. When you get to the final round, you, it's a timed thing. So I'm reading questions, right? And then I have to, if you, yeah, I either say yeah. correct or I say incorrect and the correct answer. So if I trip up, if I stumble over my words and have to repeat it, I'm eating up your 30 seconds. So I feel like I literally cannot stumble over your word and you're reading quickly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot a, of pressure. It, it, I'm getting nervous. It, it, it like when I I was like, whoa, my hair stood up on end because you don't want to cost anybody the opportunity for twenty grand. I mean, co- if you're going to cost one of us, Daniel, sure, right, obviously. <laughs> but um, I get what you're saying. Uh, but then you don't get the house, and it's you know. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it, so that was. I mean, we did thirty shows, and uh, thankfully I didn't have that issue. But it was like you are 
laser focused and That's my so cool. wife came to uh see the show and she was like oh my god that was so nerve-wracking you know and it's just reading english off a teleprompter it shouldn't be that hard but it is like a there's a clock ticking literally and people are like hurry hurry it's a skill to be able to do that make it seem effortless and then be funny i mean well only a few of us have that ability uh <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no, not me, but it's impre- it is impressive. No, it's just you just don't want to mess up. That's all I will say. You just don't want to. I don't no. want to call. I don't want to cost somebody else money. So I'm trying to do the best. I never even thought of it that way though. Like because you, you do you you do have a responsibility. I wonder if if you were to fuck up and start over, do they just refresh the whole game? I guess they would have to, right? Because no. they already know the. Wait, what are you talking about? No, it's a timed thing. Oh, and that's just it. I mean, the time goes. It's just as long as I, it takes me to wow. get the words out of my mouth, you know. So you, it's. And you're just like, ha, let me start over. I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> and they're just like, give me the questions. Yeah, and you're just looking in different places. So I'm reading, wow. and then the answer's in a different place, and then where you are in your progression of five steps up is in a different place. But if I look over, because I'm like, holy cow, how many does he have right? Oh, my God, he's got four right. Oh, my God, i got to get back to this. Qu-. Like, it's it's just... Is there someone talking in your ear as well? I do have an IFB, but nobody speaks in that final round, because that's the round that you like. You just don't want to be complicating what's going on in a guy's yeah. head. But fortunately, it ended up working out, but it was like, I was... My point is, I thought I could mail this job in. No. No, I can't. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see it. Thank you. When it's that fun. happens. I think it'll be fun. I'm very happy for you. And I want to talk to you guys about WAG. Are you familiar with WAG? It's like Uber for dog walking. I'm familiar with it. Yeah. I meant in general. I meant listeners. Are you familiar with WAG? I'm speaking on behalf of the listeners. And you're saying they yeah, are? Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. It's awesome. It's an on-demand app for getting a dog walker. So it's like Uber for dog walkers or dog walking. Um, it's a lifesaver, especially if you have a busy schedule like me. Um, in fact, Wendy went on a WAG walk just last week. And um, I was home at the time. So I try to have Wendy go on a walk when I record the podcast because she likes to bark and have her voice heard on the podcast. And we don't always want that. Um, so I happened to be home when the, when the walk happened. However, you, it's really perfect for people who are going to be, you know, out and need to have their dog walked while they're gone. You can just super easily, uh, select you know, how long you want your half an hour or hour walk. Um, it matches you with the dog walker. You get a text saying that the, your dog has been picked up by the dog walker. Um, you get a report card at the end, which is awesome, which says how long uh, the walk, you know, how, like, how much th- the, the distance that the walk was, whether your dog peep, peeped, peeped or pooped, <laughs> peed or pooed, or both, a picture of your dog. Um, it's really cute. It's and and also you can actually watch the walk happening uh, if you want, so you know exactly where your your dog and the dog walker is, and you can either leave directions for how they get into your place, or you can have Wag send you a free lockbox. So you could leave a key. It's really really convenient um, and uh, thoroughly vetted walkers, so you know, so you get quality people who are experienced with dogs and they ask you like is there anything you want to tell them specifically about your dog like i let them know that wendy is a shy dog and i let her know that she's the best girl in the whole world i actually didn't say that i feel like 
It's just obvious. Um, and uh, I mentioned the live GPS track of your dog's walk, which is awesome. The photo report card. And uh, the services are insured and bonded. So your dog and your home are covered, which is important because it's scary to just say like, hey, come into my house and take my dog. Uh, but you feel totally confident with WAG. And WAG is really a must-have app for every dog owner. Download WAG, it's just W-A-G, on iTunes or Google Play. Just search for WAG, sign up, and you'll automatically get your first walk free, no promo code needed. So again, download WAG on iTunes or Google Play and automatically get your first dog walk for free at sign up. All right, well, we have a snack chat item of the week, which I'm going to have to go retrieve from the other room Uh-oh. right now. All right, these are some treats from Sweden, and here is a letter from Whitney C. Dear Allison and the gang, I recently went to Sweden and got to see the Northern Lights, a dream come true. Oh, I bought these snacks at a 7-Eleven in Stockholm where the cashier spoke very little English except for shaggy lyrics. Mr. Bombat. Is it Boombastic? Mr. Bombastic. 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 That's what I thought too. Okay. A real delight. I thought of Jenna immediately when I saw the Oreo bar and Allison when I saw the salty licorice stuff. I'm the one who asked the $20 road trip (laughs) snack question as on the Patreon podcast and Allison answered with licorice. The puff things were just too interesting not to get. I can't wait to hear what you think. Snack chat is one of my favorite segments. Um, Okay, since she mentioned Patreon, I'm now going to have to talk about Patreon for just a second. What were we about to say, Daniel? My nickname for you is uh, My Little Salty Licorice. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny that they, she would think of you. It's true, I know. But you mean salty like like a sailor, right? Yeah, you're salty like all the surly, time. Surly, yeah. Right. And licorice, like something that only a few people like, but they really like oh, it. Oh, an acquired taste. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, you guys, I'm on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that. Um, Patreon is a fun way to support po- podcasters or artists on an ongoing monthly basis. There's different reward levels. There's bonus episodes. Jeff Fox was on a bonus episode. Alan Moss was on this month's bonus episode. Right. Jenna's been on multiple bonus episodes Woo-hoo! before you guys abandon me. I'm going to right. I'm going to to corner both of you. Put and you see in a bassinet yeah. and leave you on a doorstep. <laughs> right. Oh my god, maybe it is bringing up true abandonment issues. <laughs> oh my god. I've been joking about it, but I think it is. Don't leave me, mom and dad. What's going on? Um You don't have abandonment issues though. No, but I think I do. Those are not Big oh, Macs, really? Shelly and John. <laughs> no, I mean not to go to uh, not to spend any time other than just this sentence on this. I don't with you. You don't trigger it, and I, and we have a healthy relationship. Well, but let's not get carried away. <laughs> but in my past, like weird abandonment stuff will come up all the time, and I think that's why I was, um, I would become too needy and Honey, push let's people get away. With the snacks. <laughs> I know this was a detour within the detour. Oh, okay. Anyway, what I was saying is, I'm going to try to get both you guys to do more patreons before you go. Deal. Uh, but. Yes, so bonus episodes, there's a level where you have access to an exclusive live video stream where you can hear me talking about not just housing, but also housing, Uh, (laughs) but also other stuff. You can see Elliot. Uh, And also, there's a level where you get merch in the mail. It's super fun. Patreon.com. You're thinking of starting a new podcast called, How Did You Make 
your decision. Where she <laughs> oh my god, I should interviews people and ask them how they made their decision. Hey, how do you do that? Do oh, that podcast, but it won't be like it'll be big stuff. But it'll also be like your hair's in a ponytail. How did you make that decision? <laughs> just all decisions, big and small, trying, that I can't make. Right, really, just trying to get to the bottom of how do you make a decision. <laughs> That's yeah. yeah, a great idea. I don't know. I mean, probably, but well, then again, though, it depends. <laughs> it turns out I'm so wrong. My my in laws are like that. That's a the, any any little like if we go out, we're down at like Harbor Town and Hilton Head. It's like where should we eat? We should go there. Should we go there? I don't know. What do you want to eat? Well. Do we sit inside or do you want to sit Too outside? Too many like, choices. Make a decision. <laughs> and here's the thing with, and I think I speak on behalf of all people like that as one. Maybe this is just me. When you say, where should we eat? You're not looking for the other person to say where they want to eat and this then is, case closed. This is what I, You're that's what I always thought You're looking for the other person to <laughs> join you in the indecision stew you're in by supplying options and then talking about the pros and cons of the options and then ultimately you want to decide but you don't want but you want the other how, person to have how many times i've fallen into, into that trap where it's like <laughs> she would say what is what is the thing you like best and i would think oh she wants to know what the thing i like best is so i would <laughs> i would say this is the thing that i like best honey and she go hmm that's interesting and then go with the other thing <laughs> Or kind of just put it into the stew of decision-making possibilities. Like, maybe I... Oh, hell no. <laughs> like John's game show in the final round. There's just a lot of factors that go into right. this, and I got to move fast. Like, yeah, are you somebody true. who has a hard time deciding yes. what you want for your birthday kind of thing? Or is that like, oh, no, I know what I want for my birthday? No, I have a hard time. Well... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, probably. Well, then again, though, it depends. Maybe I. Oh, hell no. Yes, it's that. Okay. I guess. I. I can't even. I don't know. Do I? <laughs> oh boy, you really are answering your own question. I have a, it's not that I have a hard time figuring out what I. No, it is that I have a hard time. I, I often. You couldn't write this. Ah! You couldn't, you you really couldn't write this. I'm trapped in a me trap. These are not drops. These are not. <laughs> drops. This is all live. <laughs> I have a hard time figuring out what I want. Was that your question? Yeah, I think... Just, uh, just settle. Answered. I can't answered. remember. It was so long ago. <laughs> the answer is yes. Okay. All right. That's why you have Daniel. Daniel seems decisive. I, I was. Yeah. Once upon a time. I used to think of myself that and way. Then, and then apparently when you make a decision, that's not what she wanted. Well, that's what she the, wants that's really is for trap. you to walk her I still her am through. decisive. Yes. It's just that what I... Yes. It's just that what that. I decide is irrelevant. <laughs> but no, I have made decisions. It helps me figure out what I don't want. Yes. Right. It helps her clarify what she wants. Thank you, honey. Because I'm a You're decisive welcome. person, but I don't know what I want for my birthday. You know what I mean? And my wife is good with like, she got me the perfect, you know what I mean? Like, Birthdays she's are good hard at- though, because it's oh, not like when you're a kid it. and you have your, your heart set on a toy or something. And when you get to be an adult, it's not as clear what you want for a birthday. I feel like my wife will know what I want when I don't know what, what it is. What did she get you? She got me a, uh, a made-to-measure jacket. Oh, well, that's, that's awesome. Nice. Um, but but I would never have thought of that. But when I got it, I was like, yeah! You know? That's a great gift. Um, but, uh, but, but she has... So she's very decisive about things like that great insight, but then she has the i want you to walk me through this i want you to help me 
kick the tires on every single yes! option until I That's can who I am. feel good about it. Is that a woman thing, Jenna? I don't think so. I, <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'm fair, decisive, except when it comes to picking where to eat, because I hate picking that just in general. But I would say I'm a decisive person. Yes. You are decisive. <laughs> Apparently I'm not. No, you are decisive. Are you decisive? I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think uh, when you weren't like super decisive. I definitely have opinions that I like to share with Al. <laughs> no, it's it's like it just depends on what you're like if it's sending an email that you just wrote indecisive. Oh, you want to read yeah, over, you yeah, got to make yeah. sure. I'm weird about stuff yeah. like that, sure. Mm-hmm. But if it's like do I go to the store or not, you just like jump in the car and go. So it's just different. Yeah, I like guess you're not that's like true. paralyzed it's, by there some are decision. things that I'm insecure. The things that I'm insecure about, then I am less decisive. Well, I usually right. help. Like I'll just go over to the computer and be like, "Oh, let me try read this email," and then I just click send. It's very you rude. Know, things like that. Just help it get you know, sure. Oh, have you ever sure. been like, ah, yes, I have. <laughs> and I go like, oh, uh, you guys, there's an undo button. Did yeah. you know that the unsend oh, yes. button? Yeah, Thank can, goodness. Yeah, on Gmail. Yes. On Gmail, there's an unsend. It's like button. right at the yeah. top. You right. just hurry. But, but, but it's an option you while. have to click. Yeah. Oh. And then it's only for, I think it's like it's 30, a, 60, yeah, or 90 really seconds. Quick. So does that mean it just it holds on to it for 90 seconds before sending so it? I've been trying to keep that quiet for a while. I don't <laughs> know if that is... The, I don't or know if there is a time in trans. It might be that there's a 90-second delay. It must be it. But it was... Uh, I. I made a horrific error in a business situation. <laughs> I literally sent a group of producers instead of a, a, a series of um, uh, articles and photographs of uh, the 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 person that we are making this project about. I sent six months of my credit card records. Oh, <laughs> oh no! And um, and, uh, and, and, oh, awesome. and imagine my delight when I found out that yes. There is an unsend oh, button, yeah. but that. you didn't have the option triggered, oh, so you oh, oh, so you sent it. Yeah, uh, but now I have the option triggered, and I have unsent something oh, just yeah. to correct a spelling error. Wow! So but you got to ha- like review shit quick. Did they look at? Did whatever happened with sending them your credit card record? I literally just wrote back immediately and went, uh, "Apologies, I just sent you guys six months of credit card re- uh, records." Uh, feel free to run down to the shop and gift shop and get yourself something special or run up my credit card if you want. And uh, here or are question the my past purchases. Right. That's what I was right. thinking. Well, yeah. thank God. That's I was like, I thank be. God there's no like pleasure chest or there's no <laughs> smut on there. You know what I mean? It's just it's the one I share with my wife. It's not the one for questionable right. purchases, you know, that I want. All the donations to right. Nambla. Yeah, exactly. All right. So <laughs> salty licorice. Have you guys heard of salty licorice? Yeah. No. I well, just last week. Until I started Googling it. Apparently, it is super duper popular in Sweden. They I'm go nuts it. for it. Also in the Netherlands. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because your brother. My brother lives there. Um, mm-hmm. and it's got an umlaut on the package. That's it does. That's how you know it's. <laughs> Definitely. Nederlander. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, and I'm just going to open it. It looks like it's called salt scum. scum. It's it called does. salt scum. It, <laughs> yeah. it might be a salt scum. I don't Probably, know. Probably, but it, you know. Okay, I'm going to smell it. For this American's I actually like black licorice. So I think that's... You have to start there. But Mm. apparently it's Mm. very... um, (laughs) No. It's kind of... (laughs) Just the imperceptible... I've heard it's kind of painful. Al does not like... I'm not up for the buffoonery. (laughs) There is... 
My understanding is black licorice is uh, is a like. diuretic. It makes you go to the bathroom. It's like Too much of it, and yeah. you will get diarrhea. Because uh, when I was in the Boy Scouts, moms would always pack a ton of black licorice to make you have to go to the bathroom so you didn't hold it for all of Scout Camp. I did not know that. Yeah. You know evil, what? Evil moms. I kind of like that. That is a very, yeah. very strange experience. It's horrible. Eat. Yeah. This is the first snack chat that I, I, I will, have no interest I will in. I will preface trying. it by saying I don't like black licorice. I don't either. <laughs> so it was a losing proposition to begin with. I'm a big fan of salt. Oh, see, I'm kind of but the opposite. But the salt did not save Whoa. it for me. I'm going to take a second bite. Just so. You are brave. Oh, thanks. I don't care for it. I don't hate it. No, go for it. I, I don't know that I would eat very many of them. I would prefer it if it didn't have all this salt on it. This is why people are thinner. Then I think it's just called black licorice. <laughs> yeah, I would prefer that. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Al went for it. Oh, that is gross. That it's is hor- so gross. It is so horrible. Oh, I know. Gosh. Yeah. It's, well, it's almost got a fishy taste to it. Oh, what is oh. happening in your life that this is what you buy to eat? And <laughs> what is going on? Good news. Now we all have gray teeth. Yes, as, as the only octogenarian on the crew, I'm going to say I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, How do you like this? I like it, too. Because it's salty. Because it hurts? Because it's like... It just it doesn't taste like candy. It's not sweet and delicious. Dear God, let us move on to something else. It's not else. delicious. I like okay. it. Okay. Yeah, I got something to wash that Holly out. Here's puffer sea salt. Salty but, corn but, puffs hold on. covered with... We're not, if you like, we're not done. If you like black licorice, though, I think that's good. That's salty, like, good, I think, and plenty. You'll love it. Yeah. You know what? It almost has a foamy feel. It foamed up in my mouth. It's like it's like <laughs> it made me oh. rabbit. But it was almost gummy. It wasn't necessarily like licorice. Right. Like it was the we're consistency used to. of like a peach ring. Yes. Right. It also has a fucking aftertaste. It's horrible. I yeah. can't. I feel like it's like when you have like truffle oil or something, and you every time you exhale through yeah. your nose, you taste it, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. good god. Yeah. It's a real divisive candy. There. No. I guess. With a, with a name like salt scum, how could you not like it? <laughs> if the problem is you don't find that your licorice is effervescent enough, this will... I cannot open... Daniel Wendy, Wendy or someone to yeah, do this. Wendy's ready to help. Hurry, open the puffs. On the oh, yeah. Is that, is that where you open it? Yeah. I prefer to pull the bag apart so that it flies in yeah. the air. Okay. So these... Are um, chocolate covered salt. These are called poly. I mean, not pop, what are they sor- called? Corn puffs. Poly puffer. Poly puffer. They look. They're cute. Oh my god! Sounds like a drug. This looks like something Wendy would have mm. left on the road. Oh rug. yeah, that Little is a turds. nice, healthy, sup turds. Healthy dropping. Yeah. <laughs> Jenna did her own drop of herself. Oh, These aren't bad. These are delicious. Sup turds. That's what I do. Okay. <laughs> Here's the truth. They're not really that good. But after that fucking licorice, that's actually yeah. I, but They're not I would, bad, though. I would eat more than one. <laughs> yes. I'm going to have They're, a couple more. Chocolate-covered what? Corn, Corn puffs. puffs. Mm. They taste a little... Like, I can't tell I can't tell if I like them or not. It's because my it's because my taste buds have been obliterated by the salty scum. The I chocolate like is very different more. than yeah. the chocolate we're used it's to. It's your chocolate. Yeah, yeah, the chocolate's exactly. not great chocolate, I have to say. Imagine it just feels a plain like almost Cheeto. diet chocolate. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gross. It's like a plain Cheeto dipped in chocolate. Ew. Yeah, now you've ruined it. Oh. Thanks a lot. Like a non... Uh, yeah, oh, no cheese. Non-cheesy it's Cheeto? It's just like the cheese puff. 
without the cheese. It's just a puff. puff. The unflavored puff. Unflavored puff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Dipped in chocolate. Yeah. You're not wrong. Something that if it were not covered in chocolate, you could use to pack a stereo that yes. you were shipping across <laughs> the country or another piece of electronics. Not, not great. I don't mind them that much. If you I'd guys would like to taste something not great, <laughs> I will put, uh, you can get these on Amazon and I'll put a link in the episode summary on my website. Click through, let them know who sent you. Yeah. We're like if done. you're, you know, if you're sending like, uh, you know, hate mail to someone, send them some salt scum. Yeah. Yeah. Scum it yourself. <laughs> okay. And this is the Oreo. Okay. This is the Oreo bar. I feel like I've. This is, this is going to be the closer. I hope someone wants my hands all over their candy. Because sure. that's what they're going to get. Snapchats. I could have that piece. Or you could. Uh, they have these in the States now. They the do. Oreo bar. Mm-hmm. And I have tasted them, so we'll see of you how have. these add up. Mm. The, so for the listeners, it's like a candy bar. Covered in chocolate with Oreo-y stuff in the middle. It's pretty oh, good. Yeah. That's, yeah, these are that's good. U.S. chocolate. It's like mm-hmm. Oreo cookies and cream covered in chocolate. It's good. Yeah. Not bad. Walk mm-hmm. me through what's wrong with that. Nothing. Yeah. I can imagine someone yeah. not loving the texture. Mm, it tastes mm-hmm. like everyone's hands. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, that's good. So they have this here, but this one specifically is not from here. It's from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they taste a little bit different here. They're not as um, less. There's more creamy here. Less of the cookie crunchy. Yeah, this ha- this is more. I think I, I like it with the cookie, though. Me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll put a link to these as well in the episode summary. I felt like, I felt like that was a little too much for me. Was it because well, you just had salt and corn? <laughs> you know, it, these, looks, it looks like a deer just, walked through yeah. our table and pooped. Yeah, this yeah. literally does. <laughs> this just, looks, and then threw this up. Yeah. <laughs> it's just very kind of heavy yeah. and syrupy and creamy. Right. This is some sort of a uh, a <laughs> rabbit poop, and then this is like this coyote scat. <laughs> right, petrified it's, coyote you know, shit. You know what it is? That it's, started to turn white. There's an owl nearby, you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you say owl? Owl. Yeah, like an owl pellet. You thought you said owl? I wasn't sounded owl like you said owl. owl, owl nearby. Nearby. <laughs> Mine are much bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just say owl's healthy. <laughs> we dissected an owl pellet in fifth grade. I think, really? I think mm-hmm. everyone did, didn't I they? did not. Oh, yeah. By the way, that what? might be the first time I've ever really seen you legitimately audibly laugh. When? Just now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What was it? Well, you should see him like, watch an episode like, of AFE. Tur- turned his head to the side, <laughs> opened his mouth, and went, ha, ha. That yeah. was like the first time I've ever I, really I'm a big, seen I'm a big proponent of being like, oh, that's really funny. Yeah. I'm, He's I'm, the I'm worst really... audience. He is a stand-up's yeah. nightmare. Because yeah. he'll be like, I loved your show, but you would never, you'd have no idea that <laughs> yeah. he loved he your gets, show. You get, a, you get yeah. the wry sort of, he smiles out of one side of his mouth, yes. and he nods with yes. a sort of laconic, half-lidded, <laughs> like, yes, that was humor that I recognized. I enjoyed that moment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. which is not. I mean, I you know, I, I I you once you get the range of somebody's like I can tell when Al's right. having a good time, but that was like for me that was an outburst from you. It it feels that way. It was uncomfortable. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. But tuck it in, man. Pull your shit together, dude. <laughs> Don't take advantage of his vulnerability. This is a time where we all need to protect right this yes. Al. <laughs> this might. Be my last podcast with you guys. 
Because I'm out of oh my gosh town for the whole month. Wow. Well, maybe you'll get stuck in Atlanta and you'll give us a call. Yeah, there we're not do far it. away. There mm-hmm. you go. You will be able to watch me five exactly. days a week. I know. That's what we're, we're we'll be there. We're watching. I'm just not prepared for this. <laughs> you guys will have to do a Facebook live of the show, and then we can all tune in so we can yeah. see it because we're not well, in that Al market. Can, Al can do that. Mm. <laughs> and we'll cross all sorts of legal boundaries together. Sure. It yeah. will be wonderful. Right. Let's do an iTunes <laughs> comment of the week. Yeah, man. Now, look, here's the deal. I think we all know iTunes comment of the week is just a, a naked, narcissistic, me, me, me centric kind of segment wherein we read compliments. And I'm always tempted to read a less than, a not so nice one. And then I think I don't want to encourage the not so nice. It's just more fun to hear positive and negative. So I included a negative, semi-negative. They, oh. I included a five-star and a three out of five-star. What? I, this is not going to be a trend. So. Wow. Jenna will cut a bitch. I, I mean, what? that was... What? She literally, like, the head rotated. Yeah. There was a whole... I am. There was well, a real. That was a real housewives moment. I felt you. like you were going to flip a table. I am so prepared to be on that show. You don't <laughs> even know. I've face. got a single ready to go. I am like percent. <laughs> so yeah, this. I'm not going to do this often because, like I said, I'd not try to encourage the three out of fives. <laughs> but anyway. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. Allison is the best friend. Five stars. By Dulce Niaka. I love all things Allison, and this podcast is for those who want to hear the best and in-depth one-on-one interviews. Monday apps, and be part be a part of one of the gang Thursday episodes. You will relate to all of the relating. Learn something new, laugh, and probably be a better person after listening wow thank wow. you for that very very yeah. nice comment and apparently <gasps> you learn kung fu judging by the music yes yeah. you you learn kung fu with, by listening to this segment yeah <laughs> comment number two good but not great <laughs> three stars by genius reader allison is sweet and smart however mm. she's uh-huh. way too insecure and that suffocates her brilliance at nearly 42 years old, a woman her age Stop should laughing, be dominating Daniel. her craft. Her guests <laughs> oh, are also man. mostly unknown people. Singular <laughs> guest. Her guests are mostly unknown people. I bet my dog Skippy could be a guest on her podcast. <laughs> what? Wow. I would. Can you imagine if that person wrote a two-star <laughs> I know. review? What oh is that? Oh, my God. I want to dance on her grave. <laughs> an asshole. Allison, how long have you tried but to book Skippy? it's pretty okay. Like, no. Skippy will not come on Skippy your show. Skippy won't come on. So don't make that claim. Skippy says Maybe. no? Oh, Skippy no. would not Skippy do pa- it. Skippy passed. Skippy, Skippy, was doing- yeah. Skippy thanked me for my interest yeah. but is unavailable Skip- at this time. Skippy two, did marry. Two word response. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> Look, does Skippy have a story to tell? You know, I don't, I don't need name recognition. Actually, it's <clears throat> just recently I've had sort of a, a change of heart when it comes to booking the show. It's one of those things you shouldn't talk about. Um, where I feel like 
I kind of just want to have people on that I personally want to talk to that I think are interesting as opposed to trying to go for big names. But I feel like I should always be trying to go for big and, and despite what this person says, like I've had a ton of big names on the show, but I don't know that that should be the only measure because oftentimes when I get pitched someone, I'll be like, Oh, how many Twitter followers do they have? Or how many this or how many that? And I just feel like, I don't know that I want to do that so much. I don't know that I want it to be so focused. I don't know that I want to be looking at that so much. Are you saying you're undecided? <laughs> Cause I really am. <laughs> I'm really all over the place. I think it's a, maybe it, I, Oh hell no. <laughs> I think it's that pushing between like, Will it help build the show's, you know, listenership versus what would be a great interview? Some of I your best I interviews just, have been people that yeah. aren't necessarily, like you know. Most know. of your guests are very accomplished. Thank I'm you. I'm very surprised yeah, I'm by that to... comment. It's the, weird. Well, yeah, this person, it's very weird. What this person is saying is they don't know who these people are. Right, right. Which sounds like a limitation of the person writing the comment because I know most of the people that I, you yeah. I but also, just, he does say you're brilliant. I mean, yeah. really, in a round, it's a roundabout way, <laughs> right? But thank you, thank you for recognizing that it's under <laughs> all of that, though. Oh my goodness! I guess I just feel like I don't want to be so motivated constantly by got to grow by by growing and success. I don't want to care about success. I don't know that you're motivated constantly by that. I, I know that it's be, on your mind. I don't want to care about it at all. I know that it's on your mind, but I I feel like you do make decisions based on what you think would just be the best for Thank the show. Thank you. I try. I, f- I feel strongly that you move away from um like what would be popular. Se- yeah, I I, like I just I think you I I I think you I think we all, all of us in general, not just the people in this room, but all of us, you got to worry about what you find entertaining and compelling. And then if you start trying to back Mm -hmm. into the equation, it's just far too complex an equation of what makes something successful. And all you're doing is ignoring your instincts and what inevitably becomes the ingredients for an interesting conversation or podcast which is what is your genuine interest what's your follow your muse so Mm -hmm. to speak and if you start looking at it in terms of commerce i mean i've done this from both directions on television shows where i've tried you know and the like the by far and away the most uh creative success i've ever had is when i literally put zero fucking thought into what i was doing other than the people in that room and if it made them laugh yeah yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. I just want to put zero thought into that other stuff because it's not that I'm motivated only by wanting to achieve and attain an ambition and success and all that stuff. I would say for the most part, I do try to be tethered to what do I find exciting? What do I find fulfilling? Am I making a show that I personally am happy with, et cetera? I feel yeah. like I'm oriented in that direction, but there's always that all that other stuff just bouncing around my head and I just don't have room for it anymore. I, I think anyone who listens to your podcast regularly would they all understand that you're not trying to make a podcast that's successful or popular. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't worry about it. No, but I, I like, you know, they would say, you know, you ever heard they say uh, the saying, um, 
happiness is not a goal. It is a byproduct yeah. mm-hmm. of living, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a way that has some truth for you. And I think success is sort of similar. It is not. It's too mercurial to hold in your right. hand and make as a, an aspiration. I think you have to. It has to be a byproduct of, you know, finding something vital or lively in your pursuit. You know. Agreed. Agreed. So I give that fucking three star review two fucking stars. What really? <laughs> yeah. When, uh, what do you give one star to? Uh, Skippy. Skippy, I think, is a piece of shit <laughs> as far as uh, dog interviews go. I would love the to only sit down one. with Skippy, though, and really just... Have a beer with him? Just find out what makes Skippy tick. Well, here's what I want to... If I what could ask Skippy, Skippy one question, <laughs> it would be this. How much do you fucking hate your owner? Right? <laughs> right. Seriously. What kinds of shit I'm is sorry, that? I don't know why you've got Everyone so. is entitled to their wrong yes, opinion. Anyway, if you would like to leave us a comment, I mean, a nice one would be nice, but just speak your truth. Go to iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. That's where you go to leave a comment. Um, it is also where you go to subscribe. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe. Thank you for all of the support. I love you guys to death. You know that. Okay. Let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Marissa McDougall says, when putting my clothes away, I save the best hangers for my favorite articles of clothing. I sort of I do, do this. Yeah, sure. I'm selective of my hanger. I? Yeah. I have a dream that someday I will have in every single hanger in the entire house will be the exact same hanger. Like every hanger, every room will have the same style, same color, same everything. Hanger uniformity. Yes. You don't want a melting pot of hangers? I hate that we have different kinds why of don't, hangers. Why don't you do it now? Now is the I'm, time. I, it's it's on the list. It's oh. on the list. You get the little triangular hanger recycle box? From the dry cleaners? No. Oh, no, I don't. Fucking best. I've it's never literally just a little that. thing. Yeah. And you just clang, you put them in there, and then when it fills up, you bring it in and recycle them. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah handy. We, I grew up in a house like that, and then when I moved away, I just bought whatever hangers, whenever, and it just, it's too chaotic for me. I need, I need them to be the same. But I feel like boys' hangers and girls' hangers need to be different. Uh, there, it, it is like nice boys to have, like, don't uh, ever need the little clips. Yeah, on a hanger. We and don't like a ever suit need coat. That shit. You want like a nice broad. You want a, you yeah. want a rounded yeah. shoulder. That's I true. can accept those few exceptions for <laughs> Al suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's basically it. Is the desire for uniformity because you don't like to have to sit there and decide which kind of hanger for this particular shirt, or is it you just don't like to look and see a whole bunch of different kind of hangers? I think it's both. I think the closet also looks messy. It looks because so your, messy. Because your clothing yeah. sits in different levels. Mm. And then when you look up, it's sometimes it's hard to find the right hanger because of the thickness of the yeah. of the hook. Do you do, do you line up your clothing like by color? And no, I'm not that organized. Like, you know, no. here's the thing. I used to. Hangers aren't that what? expensive. Yeah. I know. That's you, why, you this, why this is going to happen. Yeah. What kind are you going to get? That's, well, that's going to yeah. be the real question when we go to wherever... Bed, Bath, and Beyond to do this dream of mine. 
It's going to happen. Don't they say like the mark of the genius is like guys that literally have a fucking uniform, like Steve Jobs or whatever. That's my dream. That is my fucking dream is is just a closet full of the same shirt. Right. Or like two shirts. That's your dream, Mr. Lemon shirt? Well, these days, it's just (laughs) a fucking caution to the wind. I don't give a shit these days. But I'm just saying, when I get rich and... Like, I have seen Oliver Stone speak at like maybe two or three different uh, screenings. And then saw him in person once. He was wearing the same shirt each time. And I'm just convinced over the course of that five years, he only wore lime green button down shirt. That was it. It's very possible. And it was brilliant. You don't have to think about it. You wake up, lime green shirt. I have a habit of doing when I find what I love, I will buy five, six, seven of the same exact thing. Yeah. Well, that's it's amazing when you realize how often if you've ever had somebody go through your closet and show you that you are buying the same oh, yeah. article of <laughs> yeah, clothing yeah. over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, mm-hmm. like women have that, like, how many pairs of black pants do you, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's uncanny that we just keep, you're attracted to the same thing and yep. other people make it and you just see it and you oh, I love that. And you right. go home and you got five of them. <laughs> and what's I the, love that. It, it's like a solution looking for a problem. Like, what is the thing we're trying to solve? Like, do any of your friends go... Why don't you mix it up, man? Like, you could feasibly wear the exact same outfit all the time, and nobody would care. As long as it didn't stink. That's comforting to me. I feel like that's... I feel like... Don't you think that's true, though? Like, have you ever once seen somebody and said, they were wearing that shirt the last time I saw them? Oh, my God. No, but... I have done the thing where it's like, oh, that's the outfit in your promo shots, and now I'm seeing it in person. Uh, And I have also done that. Been that that person. But there's nothing shameful... No, but I just—that's the thing I've noticed. To be fair, Allison, you do wear the same thing every day now. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's weird now. In post-pregnancy, I have even fewer options than I had in pregnancy. Diminished the options down Mm -hmm. to like a handful of them. But now, on the other side of it, where I've lost some of the pregnancy weight, but not all the pregnancy weight, I have even fewer options (laughs) because I can't wear my old clothes, and I also don't want to wear my maternity clothes that showed my maternity body. So now I'm just pretty much I'm. Down to but also three different about, shirts, and I only wear two of them. <laughs> it's also just about what's comfortable because you're. Because I don't you know, give a fuck. Not, you know what I love is when, <laughs> like, occasionally in like an Esquire magazine or GQ or something, there'll be a little thing on how to pack like six articles of clothing for a weekend that make a combined 30 different outfits. Love that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. That are unbelievably versatile, and you can wear all these. Do you ever see the accidental tourist? I have not the movie that. from the eighties. The whole beginning is like that. It's a lesson in how to pack right for a short trip. Yeah, am I? You know, or for any trip, we went on a, a trip before we had kids. We were in Europe, and um, we were in this. Uh, we were in Paris, and and the closets were very very tiny. And my wife had to pack economically or whatever, you know, because we were away, and she had. There were like six things hanging but they combine to make anything she needed and she still talks about that like <laughs> that is what i want on a grand scale packing like, nirvana instead of instead of more clothing less clothing but more versatility within it less options and more flexibility you know what i mean where you're yeah. able to see everything clearly but still the key is reversible effect. clothing 
Mm. You know what I mean? Things that so everything is twice as much. So like you could have lemons on one side and grapefruits <laughs> on the other. You mock my what's your other my new, what's your other bright shirt? You got two loud shirts. I have shirts. a flamingo shirt. <laughs> That's it. I have a pineapples and flowers shirt. Oh, oh there's three. It's very tropical. A, you gotta have yeah. like I you know I'm I have like a handful of really obnoxiously colored pants just for summer and vacations. And I got like an orange pair and a salmon colored pair and red pair and a lime green pair. What if it hell? were up to me, I would live in a cold climate where I could wear long sleeve shirts and pants and jackets all year but i'm cursed to live in los angeles where it's hot because you like the layering yeah i just like to wear clothes but it's fucking hot you can't wear that so fuck it i'm wearing tropical attire Mm -hmm. i like i'm I'm nobody's mad at you about it no maybe allison i wear it around the shirts i wear it and it's just non-stop just eye rolls (laughs) that's not true that's not true you know, there goes Mr. Miami. I hate Don Johnson over here. <laughs> no, no I he like your shirts. It's just, you it's notice them. You, you don't notice know who, them a lot. You don't know who you're married <laughs> to anymore. Well, it seems like a... Dis- it it's, seems I'm wearing like, it to be noticed. It, Allison no. doesn't notice me. <laughs> so I, I'm wearing louder and louder shirts until it she... It just seems like you... I mean, you said it yourself. You leaned in. I saw it and I was like, oh, you've decided you're this guy. No, I didn't decide I'm that guy. <laughs> you gotta have at least one impractical piece of clothing. Well, you know he what has I mean? Like, Look, more than one. I'm not like putting on Jimmy Buffett now, and I'm that guy. I got a shirt. Like, but one how of these many shirts. shirts away from that guy are you? I, I, <laughs> no, more. excuse me. I got one of these shirts, and I said that guy is me. Not I am that guy. And so I said, this works for me. So I'm going to do another one. Hey, I, that guy still is me. Right. <laughs> and now that but guy. But you got to know that you're that guy. Like, yeah. it's, you got to know what guy you are and what guy you aren't. Like, right. you just got to, you can't be the kind of guy that's like, I'm going to get a cowboy hat that's or right. whatever because right. I'm the kind of guy that if I walk out and put in a right. cowboy hat, somebody's going to get be that like fucking if I, hat off your head. It'd right be now. like if I put on a cowboy hat and it's like, I've always been wearing a cowboy hat <laughs> without actually wearing a cowboy right, hat. Right, right. It's now, US. now it's just there. You didn't realize that you had been missing a right, cowboy hat. Right, it was hat. always, yeah. yes, thank you. <laughs> That's basically what I said. I don't know what you said. Um, I'm sorry. I said that you decided you're that guy now, but instead, yeah. I now realize that when you put on the shirt, you discovered a part of yourself that had been forgotten. <laughs> That's right. and, it, and you came alive You realize that I'm going to need to see this shirt Yeah, I'll show you okay. <laughs> Which one? All of it <laughs> We'll do a fashion yeah. show later. <laughs> Do a montage Wait, yeah. which was the first, the first loud shirt That made you realize that the guy blue, is the you? The blue one the, With the little ladies on it? <laughs> no <laughs> Another shirt Oh no! That was yeah. That's ladies. another one. I, the, I have. Uh, you know, I feel the, like we've the, seen all these shirts. Yeah, the, 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 the water not the ski, lemon, not the, lemon. The, the, like on each other's yeah. shoulders, and they're and they're skiing. Oh, he saves lemons for a special occasion. <laughs> lemons is uh, new. It's, oh. it's not for company. <laughs> just, just me. Honestly, I thought <laughs> I'd already seen him in a lemon oh, shirt. So really, I probably you're have. onto something. Yeah. yeah, like I've already seen it. It made in you my happy, mind. and you didn't even realize. Yeah, it. yeah. right. 
I got to tell you, just the idea of it's making me happy. Thank you. Just knowing that it's out there. <laughs> I And there is a sense of anticipation of seeing it later. <laughs> Look, I have very little in my life these is days. Is it a scented lemon shirt? That <laughs> oh, would my be God. Really that'd be amazing. Cool. Oh, my God. No. So, <laughs> there, you know, so I put this shirt on. I go to work. People go, oh, look who's dressed in a, f- in a fun shirt today. And it's like, I have something. Right. <laughs> okay. That's all I had. I had one positive interaction that day. Right. Okay. And I can fucking put it in a box with a bow. And la- at night when I go to sleep, I can remember it. And I go, I had a positive interaction with someone. It was because of the fucking shirt. Mm-hmm. You're going to take that away from me? <laughs> it's an icebreaker. I get it. It's a conversation starter. <laughs> yes. All right. Marcus Angstrom says, I'm constantly amazed that my dogs can sprint through the yard chasing each other, yet they never step in their own poop. Are you sure about Are, that? Yeah, that's what, I would, yeah. that's what I would say. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea, but I've certainly seen Wendy step in other dogs' yeah. poop. Yeah. 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 And then they, they just, they meticulously wipe their feet off before they come in the home. That's why it doesn't <laughs> Or worse, yeah. like lick it off. <sighs> and then mm. lick your face. Mm. Yeah. It's called, what is that stuff called? Salt scum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right there. There you go. Yep. That's when you know it's time to get out there with a pooper. The slogan is, bet you can't eat one. (laughs) (laughs) That was a quote of the podcast. There you go. Nicole Goodwin says, enjoy eating takeout more with plastic cutlery, even if I'm eating it at home. Yes. Chipotle tastes better with the plastic fork from Chipotle. I have been reprimanded. For bring getting the Chipotle, the fork. bringing it home, and she's like, "Where's the plastic fork?" Like, we have a drawer full of real forks. What do you mean, where's the plastic fork? Do they the have strong? And she's like, "I'll be in the closet digging for plastic forks. I have one here somewhere." In the fork, I do in the get fork? out of plastic fork. You go into the fork closet. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh, is it in your party closet? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Do they have really strong forks at Chipotle? Mm-hmm. They do. You have yeah. to. Yeah, you gotta have. They're, they're high yeah. quality some, forks. See, because if you go to like a mom, you know, listen, I love a good mom and pop locally owned store or restaurant but they cheap out on the on the uh, cutlery the little white ones that yeah, are just so flimsy and there's nothing worse than going to a mexican food place and they have the cheap ass because mexican food needs strong forks you can't and plates don't give me one of those flaccid right. oh yeah you know it's like one yeah uh ply Fly. away from being a paper, paper towel, towel. Yeah. you know what i mean right right so well good on chipotle yeah they get it you have to, you have to like the paper plate that you have to create the fold to give it enough <laughs> spine. It you know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. Matthew Hankin says, "See one person leave a group. Strain ears to hear if the remaining people talk shit about him or her." I've never done that. Oh yeah, I haven't. It's probably that. smart. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a worthwhile yeah. goal. Yeah, I'm gonna add that to my list. I've never done that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever noticed. Or cared, I guess. If, like yeah. someone's leaving a group, I don't. Yeah, I mean, all the groups I'm in, as soon as the person leaves, we totally just talk about oh, yeah. them like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. No, I don't think I would notice. Yeah, yeah I don't think I. Do. That's a just you. Yeah, Jason Dix says unlit cigarettes smell like raisins. You know, I never thought that, but when now that you say that, I could see that being the case because they do have a smell. Never but I never. One. Yeah, but they're sort of smoky and. But unlit, you think, are kind of smoky? They're, They're sort not of sweet. raisins. Raisins are sweet, right? Unlit cigarettes have 
a bit of a sweet, sweet tobacco smell. smell. Yeah, chewing tobacco has a raisiny smell. Oh, for sure. well, there you go. I've never smelt it. Hmm. But you've dealt yeah. it. <laughs> but, <laughs> Always. Jonathan Taylor Thomas says, apples are the worst food to listen to someone eat. Hate it when people eat them at work. Crunch, breath, crunch, hmm. slurp. I, for me, apples are not the worst food to hear someone eat because in general, an apple is kind of crisp and clean seeming. Mm-hmm. There's crunch Cereal to it. is yeah. the worst. Probably. Anything too moist. M- mushy like a yes. sandwich. Like a... And I, dude, yeah. I am not kidding. That is my undoing. I Hearing someone cannot eat. listen to people eat. Like if I'm if my kids grow up to be serial killers, but they chew with their mouth closed, <laughs> I've done my job in life. I, yeah, I remember th- the moment that I lost all respect for my father was when I heard him eat. Really? No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Oh. No, I mean, but I'm like, that's a. I'm put it this way, that's a fucking deal breaker for me in a relationship. If you chew with your mouth, it's over, dude. Yeah. Has that's, that uh, been an actual deal breaker for you? I'm sure, like, I can't think of a specific instance, but it is one of my least attractive traits. Even chewing gum in a way mm. that is untoward yeah. bothers me. I, and and once I'm aware of it, I literally, it, it, it is, it's like Chinese water torture. I'm going to lose my mind. I get um, that. Yeah, can't handle it. All right. Catherine O'Brien says, air quotes or scare quotes? Seems scare quotes is having a renaissance. I, I have heard scare? people say scare quotes. I meant to look this up. What does that mean? I did not. I have you no haven't heard clue. anyone say scare I've quotes? I've heard it, no. but I'm not sure I know what it means. Could you look it up, Jeff? Uh, does no it mean idea. like, um, it's like you're putting it in quotes the copywriting in order to... thing, I think. It was in scare quotes. Like it's spooky? No, <laughs> or I don't, like it's, or, or is it intended to freak like, you out that it's in quotes? No, like, it doesn't have to do. My sense is that it doesn't have to do with scare. I think it's like a typographical thing. Perhaps like if you make the quotes kind of squiggly, it's like spookier. <laughs> yeah, like a little ghost quote marks. <laughs> but I've heard it used on paper. I think, which is, would not be an air quote. My God, she stumped us. I have no clue. It sounds familiar, but I don't know no, what it would mean. No, not even a little bit. And, yeah. Come on, Jeff. It doesn't make fun? any sense. I mean, to me, it just sounds like the same thing as air quotes, but... Oh, well, maybe that's what she, I think that's what she's saying. Maybe because, like, you're a scarecrow? I don't know. Oh, I, I like that like idea. Well, I, well, I think it's the typographical equivalent to air quotes. So it's when you're saying oh, something... Oh, Scare because it's like claws, like scare. Like I'm gonna get you with my two claws. <laughs> I don't think it's that. You know what? That, that is the scariest of all. Someone, something with just two, two claws. claws yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like two claws are scarier. Than so pointing claws. things out. Yeah. yeah. According to the Wikipedia, they are quotation marks placed around a word or phrase to signal that a term is being used in a non-standard, ironic, or otherwise special sense. Yeah. Oh, so, it's so it is the air way quotes. we've all been using yeah. it. Like, okay, got it. Right, so it's... It's like, it's like saying yeah, he so thinks he's so, like, quote, cool. Those yeah. are scary like, quotes. Like, yeah. Obama yeah. wiretapped me. <laughs> like that. That would be a scare quote. Right, but if, you, but if you say it, but if you say it, then it's air quotes, and if you write it, then they're scare quotes, Yes. 
That is my understanding. Like it, of it. Are you saying like if I were to say um, it's <laughs> oh, totally go. acceptable and normal to have a secret back channel communication <laughs> with Russia that the United States intelligence services can't listen in on? Is that the it, like if I were to use it in it's that? It's pretty way? scary. Okay. Yes. I wonder. Does it? Did it say where the term scare comes from? It's like they're going to scare you up some quotes. Hmm. Well, um, I'm going to move on yeah. while you look for that because I feel like I just might have sent you on a um, yeah, let's move on a fool's errand on a so-called goose chase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, Sarah says it was coined in 1956. Mm. So pretty, pretty doesn't recent. help. They yeah. made a, they made a coin about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that seems collect like a lot. All, collect <laughs> <Yeah>. all one. <laughs> Can't stand, this is Sarah says, can't stand when people replace zero with O when reciting a number. I am pretty okay with that. Oh my goodness. I'm aware of that now. I'm, I don't, it doesn't bother me, but I'm aware of it. Yes. I had a very long conversation with a woman who works for customer service at Amazon over the weekend because my mom got, she traded in like her credit card points for Amazon gift cards mm-hmm. and they sent her like eight gift cards in different increments of money. And so then she gave them to me because she likes using our account because she doesn't have an Amazon Prime account and all that stuff. So anyway, I was trying to enter in the cards. None of them worked. They were mm. all saying like, oh, this has been used already. So I called Amazon and there had been some scam last year when she got the, when she got the cards. Blah, blah, blah. So they are refunding the money, but I had to read each Amazon code to this woman over the phone. It's like 16, 20 letter number combinations. And she clearly, she spoke very good English, but she clearly had been trained just incredibly well. Because if I said like M as in magic, or if I didn't use the exact word that she knew as the letter, she would correct you. She would pause and go like, "Do you mean M as in Mike?" You know, like it was like <laughs> so, the, yeah. yeah. It was so weird and unusual, and I hadn't. So then I, after a while, had to like figure out, okay, what are the words she knows so that we can get right. through these gift cards faster? Because I keep giving her the wrong. I don't know the words that she uses right. for these. Do you it was mean very D confusing. as in dildo? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, was going to so go dong. crazy. Mm. Yeah. It was very, it took a while. It was a test of both of our patients, really. She was a nice lady, though. Well, I'm glad it mm-hmm. got resolved. Yeah, but it was like one of those like, wow, this this is a very... We could be here for a while. Yeah. B as in butthole. Mm-hmm. Do you mean I, I B like that word as a lot. in boy butthole? Yeah. Do you like that butthole is, better that than butthead? Prominently in my act, I'm not gonna. I'm not oh. gonna lie. There's, I have a number of, of butthole jokes. I'm gonna need to see this act. Um, I'm if, in. If so. you're if you're saying like 405 though, it's easier than 405 freeway. Oh, that's true. Abbreviations, yeah. Don't. Yeah, go. you know, or you you're not gonna. This go woman would have been like four oh five. It would have just completely yeah. ruined everything. Maybe it's right. on the longer numbers. It's probably. Yeah. Well, it's when it's in like a telephone number or something, or yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, that you can. Mm. You, you right. Could, we. I used when I was a kid. Our the first three numbers were six four zero, and we'd just say six or six four zero, but we'd say six four zero. Yeah. And say six four zero. Yeah. That sounds kind of fastidious. the way you said that. Sound very 
very California. It felt weird saying it, it that way. It felt very Six like, oh. I'm a California uh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know what be oh. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it come out that way. She can turn it on. This works for me. Yeah. Oh my God. Al is coming unglued tonight. Guys, LOL. every minute that I talk, L0L. Every minute that I talk about anything is taking away. Right. It is just putting time in between us and lemon shirt. That's true. So I need to, to old, wrap this old up. Old By the way, shirt. question, legitimate question. Mm-hmm. Do you guys LOL? Do you do do you text or no. email LOL? Occasionally. Yeah, my go to. Thank you. I'll, yeah. I'll occasionally you. do LOL. I will. But it's really rare. No. I I, uh, I do, not only do I not do <laughs> no, it. No, I I mean I haven't done it in a long. I do haha mostly. I don't even do lol ironically because I'm afraid that someone will not yep. realize it's ironic. I'm with you. Yeah, I will even go as far as to write that made me laugh out loud I before I will do lol. I've done that too yeah. because wh- why? Uh, because I feel like lol is. So ubiquitous that it's insincere. You know what it is? I used to... I don't LOL anymore because I don't instant message anymore. Back when I used to instant message a lot, it, it, it was just more convenient because you're having a, con- a faster conversation than you do with text. Mm-hmm. But there's also... No, like, it's isn't just, there... There's no way to give a hierarchy with an LOL. Like, with ha, here, yeah. you can do ha, you can do ha, ha, ha. You, you can, can do, do all caps, caps with Thank the you. whole... You know, I <laughs> that mean, means a lowercase, lot. Yeah. Lowercase LOL, uppercase... LOL. What else is there? Is Bold two. italics. <laughs> in in Al's case, you need like an LOL or ha that also has the hand in the air. So it's just like, ha. So I use the, the slashes to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> isn't L O O L is the more extreme version of it, which doesn't make any sense laughing out out loud. Oh, I've never even seen that. We do R O F L, I guess. Yeah, rolling on the floor. That one's hard. That's confusing. L O O L is it? L M F A O. Oh. Yeah, I think that's the hierarchy, right? L O L R O F L L M F L M F A O or whatever. Right. And then you get an afro and a pair of bikinis and you go out and you shuffle club music for kids on ecstasy and it's all good. Yeah. I have a dog to tell you guys about. You are a dog. Who found your bed? You are a dog. Who found your bed? A doggy dog. Who found your bed? Dog, 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 dog. Who found your bed? Dog, 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 dog. Who found your bed? That's what you are. Who found your bed? You are a pooch. An ugly mutt. You come inside. You come inside. With poop on your butt. With poop on your butt. Dog, 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 dog. Dog, 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 That's what you are. That's what you are. You won't meet a happier pup than Ralph, a hound mix up for adoption at Friends of the Animals Baton Rouge. Ralph is about five months old, just about 30 pounds, with a white coat and tan markings. He always seems to have a smile on his face and a happy spirit to match. The real fun starts if you play fetch with Ralph. He loves to play and could chase tennis balls for hours. But don't worry, Ralph can also calm down and cuddle when playtime is over. Listeners can learn more about Ralph using this link. Go to tinyurl.com slash adoptralph. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash adoptralph. He's super cute. Um, And I will have a link in the episode summary of this episode as well. Thank you guys so much for listening, listeners. Thank you for listening. Everyone at this table, thank you for being on the show. There was one sentence in there that did not make sense. Jeff, where can we find you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. Daniel? 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Daniel Quants. D Quants on the snappy and banana feet. Cleep Glorp. <laughs> <laughs> And check out my TV podcast that I'm dropping on Allison's Patreon oh, yeah. uh, now for free, maybe? Banana Feet. Think, he's thinking about making it free. Maybe I'll make it free, but uh, yeah, check it out. Let me know what you think. Well, you know what? Try it out. I think you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> Al? I am at the hashtag Al, uh, where laughs are free and abundant. So watch out. <laughs> Jenna? Uh, you can find me at Jenna Kim Jones Twitter, Instagram keep up with us uh, there also we have a podcast Sorry Not Sorry with Jenna Kim Jones featuring myself and the hashtag Al and a lot of uh, stories and advice and fun times so check that out wherever podcasts are including also jennakimjones.com slash podcast perfect John Hansen uh, you can find me on Twitter at John underscore Henson.com. But as Jenna Kim Jones' mother would say, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I forgot to say, you guys, we have all sorts of ringtones available and T-shirts and bonus episodes and, and all sorts of stuff. Uh, if you go to my website, AllisonRosen.com slash store, that is where you find that stuff. Also, the Hey Go Fuck Yourself ringtone and other ringtones and other bonus episodes are available on iTunes. I think if you just search Allison Rosen, I don't really know. The website is probably the easiest place to go. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Facebook.com slash the Allison Rosen is um, where to go for all the Facebooking action. There are other Facebook pages that I don't use nearly as often. I would direct everyone to Facebook.com slash the Allison Rosen. Even people who aren't listening. Okay, I love you guys. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen, here's your new band.